Hey you, don't do that, do this. My name's Bob Gordon, welcome to Hibernation, a podcast about how people are getting on with life and being creative during this isolation period known as COVID-19. I'm joined by Craig Hollywood, the founder of Short Back and Sidewalks. Welcome. Bob, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Always good to see your face, mate. Yeah, it's good to be out. We're on South Terrace in South Fremantle, and it's um, a slightly breezy spring day, but it's a, it's a good day to be alive. It definitely is. Yeah. And the, the, the fact that we can actually uh, even sit here in front of each other is, is a big thing in itself. Well, yeah, well, that's right. So what we're doing at the moment is um, completely normal, but, you know, in Melbourne or most places... Many places in the world completely unthinkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're pretty fortunate here, but it has been pretty testing time, and I would imagine so, especially for the homeless. Yeah. And that's one thing that uh, your organisation, short back and sidewalks, uh, caters for and helps and builds esteem for homeless people. So you know, it's been going about five years now. Yeah, five years. So look, it's and um, Bob, it's a it's a not for profit. We started it in Perth. Uh, William Street behind a, an arcade um, about five years ago. Uh, the idea is that we provide a, a free haircut and a, and a moment of positive connection to um, a member of the community who's uh, either experiencing homelessness or hardship or um, disadvantage. It's interesting because like when it started it was very much like this is something that is just a haircut and as times progress, we've got five years down the road, and, and it's almost like the haircut is the least important thing now, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and and it's interesting because like the, the amount of things that you learn in in, in those times, and um, that the a lot of people, you know, the ability to have an intimate connection for half an hour, you know, because that's I guess that's what it is. Like when you go and get your haircut, it's people that, people are in a very uh, people are in a very kind of closed uh, like a close space with each other and. You know, and, and there's a lot to say about some positive kind of contact. You know, um, someone who's um, attending to whatever needs that you have at that time. Like, for example, you know, you want to have this particular style, or listening to you, or you know, having the ability to have a chat. It's, mm. you know, um, I think it's there's there's a lot to say in, in those moments. You know, like it's 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 a, it's an interesting space, like having a haircut, or um, because you're you're fundamentally just. It's you and one other person, and you know you can yeah. kind of have a chat and talk about your day. And I, I think like a lot of people probably tell like people like hairdressers and barbers things that they might not ne- normally tell another person. So it's like a very I guess raw yeah. en- engagement. You know what I mean? I guess for a lot of homeless people, their interaction with passers-by, yeah, even the passers-by who uh, may help them or offer them some food or money or anything, mm. that's very brief. And there's the just say the the status in that relationship is very skewed, yeah, or for skewed, sure. um, and then there, of course there's the the, the rougher side of, of, of whatever socialisation they have. So yeah, I imagine that um, half hour conversation with someone actually listening is incredibly powerful for them. Yeah, and, and also um, like you know just something that. You know, monetary monetary value doesn't exist in, in that space with regards to you know offering someone a compliment. You know, it doesn't cost any money. Like you know, it's like to say to someone, and and and, and it. I, can, I think that kind of goes just for everyday life. You know, like if if, if someone 
turns around. And, and for for some reason, I kind of think that we live in a world now where we probably don't offer each other enough compliments, like genuine ones, you know. Mm. And, um, and and you know, to say someone looks, you know, like oh, you're you, you look awesome, or like you know, like wow, like you know, like we we think you look great. And I think a lot of the times, like our clients are, you know, like it's it's quite difficult because that a lot of the time, you know, a lot of our clients might not necessarily have been given a compliment for a long time. So it's quite sometimes in those moments, it's initially quite a difficult thing for people to kind of take because they sadly from what I've seen is like a lot of people kind of think that you're either trying to maybe coerce people or you're trying to um, or, or you know you're doing it from a negative sort of space whereas like we're, we're, we're not we're, we're just we're just doing it out of uh, how we're feeling at that time you know from our hearts and, and making that connection and, and saying to someone that they look great and and the, the beauty of the whole thing is the fact that after that half an hour, like the, the trust is the trust has been gained, and you know, and and uh, like after that, it's uh, you know, it's just like a, a really really positive kind of moment, you know. Like. Yeah. Well, what was it like to start at? Because now, you know, there's lots of uh, clients, I suppose. Mm. You, you have a history with them, and and, and otherwise, it's also a, a known entity. But yeah. When you're starting it, yeah. Uh, from uh, getting that just. The, putting the concept to somebody who doesn't know you and yeah. there's, and it's a brand new thing saying come in and get a haircut and then also I guess you know the barbers you get on board just okay here's this concept this thing we want to do mm. and they've not encountered the notion before either so. yeah it's, it's been a, it's been a massive learning process for for everyone involved and um, I remember right going right back to the beginning it was like we we had all the idea already and, and whatever else and one thing that we kind of didn't think about in the beginning is, oh, how are we going to be able to, how are we going to be able to let people know that where 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 we're going to be, or you know, and I always credit it to being like from WA, and 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 I think like I speak for like I hope I speak for a lot of people, whether or not they're in the arts or the music industry or or uh, you know like any any particular type of industry. Um, like the ability to just to do something in Perth and um, or Fremantle or WA, you know, like you can do it if you want to do it. Like, and I guess it's a it's a luxury to to know like, like you know lots of people and 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 that sort of thing. And but at the end of the day, like it's it's that degree of separation when when you live in, in WA or whatever. You know someone who knows someone who will be able to help you. And, and quite quite often, I think people are actually really willing to help. So for us, it was very much like a case of like, okay, we need. You know, we'll find someone in the sector and whatever else, and then, yeah, like a, I met a guy, um, just from a Facebook message. Um, his name's Conrad Leveres, and he does a lot of work. He actually done a lot of work in uh, in Fremantle with people um, experiencing homelessness, and um, yeah, we met for like a an orange juice or whatever it was because it was before work. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we're drinking orange juice right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and and basically, yeah, he he basically said, "Oh, yeah, look, look, this is an awesome idea." He, he was like, "Oh, I wish I'd come up with this idea myself." But he um he kind of said, "Look, I'll 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 send a few text messages around." And then the next thing you know, like we we develop rapport and, and relationships with people like uh, Saint Bart's House, um, uh, Rua in Northbridge, and. Um, Uniting Care West, uh, Kensington Street Women's Re- Rehabilitation Facility, Passages, and like th- there was like a massive need for for, for that service because like it wasn't it just didn't exist you know like um, all the other bases are trying to be covered and the next thing you know like people unfortunately like your your appearance or or whatever it kind of takes a bit of a backseat in that in that situation so mm. um, you know because you're you're trying to think of your 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 other real needs like your shelter or your food or, or whatever whereas you're 
your haircut or your you know your your appearance kind of yeah unfortunately just gets put to the side. So that's where we kind of step in and yeah. you know and offer our services. You know? Yeah. So I mean, it sounds like it was quick to people got the uh, the ethos and the, I don't know the simple beauty and, and, and power of doing such a thing. But were there obstacles that got in, in the way or or, pe- or people who, who say yeah. I don't know, people who, who kind of say, well, look, you know, you can't help them, they have to help themselves and that kind of thing. Yeah, look, I mean, like, our, um, I guess our motto is uh, free of charge and free of judgment. So, like, I guess that like, yeah. we, um, you know, uh, regard, regardless of what situation a person is in, in in their life, we're not there to judge, we're just there to offer us positive connection. But, um, I mean, obstacles, like, yeah, like, I mean, it's just been a mega learning experience. And, you know, we, we started off... In, in car parks and then kind of after a while kind of thought like you know hang on a minute this is this is kind of fundamentally um, maybe you know putting someone in a situation where they might not necessarily want to be in because you know people are walking past and they're looking and so we were like right stuff that like we got to we got to change the model so and then we the next the next iteration was that we started doing it in, in the shops themselves so the barber shops and the hairdressers and and that that, that posed a an issue just with regards to logistics, organisation, and people's time, and so then the, uh, the then the, the next stage of it all was uh, was then you know which we probably should have thought of in the very beginning, but you know it's all a learning experience. Was like let let's engage with the service providers, and let's us go into a, a space where it might not might not necessarily be familiar, but it is familiar familiar to the clients, mm. and and we we find that that model works extremely well. Because not only are we actually able to engage with people in, in in a space that they're comfortable, but it's also engaging with their clients in a space where they're actually not only able to just get a haircut, but like they're they're getting the street doctor, and potentially um, orange sky laundry. The, the, they get to people's clothes are able to get washed, and um, and also like the the actual service providers themselves are you know they they're all kind of paid staff who are, you know. <laughs> fundamentally restructuring people's lives and, and, hel- and helping them in, 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 in lots of different ways, you know, offering, being able to offer skills or, and potentially lining people up with employment and, and things like that. So like, that's where, that's, that's where we find ourselves kind of more, most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, differing individuals will be open or not to, I guess the gift hmm. is, or the opportunity is offered. Are there, you know, does it happen often that there's an absolute reluctance to um, take it, take it on, or as in to get a haircut? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, um, it's interesting because it's like every single time we, we do it, it's you know, we'll, we'll, we'll turn up, our team will turn up, and um, you know, we'll we'll sit there, we'll chuck on some 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 music, you know, um, everyone's pretty kind of upbeat, and and uh, the minute that like one person gets a haircut woman or man or, or child or, or, or whatever it's like other people start picking up on like that really positive energy and, and so and then one one person will get a haircut and they'll walk away just like absolutely buzzing and then the next thing someone else will be like who may have previously been a little bit I guess you know apprehensive about getting a cut will just be like straight down to the chair and like like you know here we go I want a haircut sort of thing and, and you know and it's it's just like a very yeah it's like a yeah the action and of seeing another person's positive reaction then has its own, you know, yeah. re- um, you know, in, impact on, on 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 the people. So they're, yeah, like, and then and then by by the by that point, like everyone wants a haircut sort of thing, you know, because they've just seen what it does to their friend or whatever. Yeah, so it's like a um, 
a penny drop moment or when the the cut is completed or, or something and the people maybe see I don't know maybe the person that they are inside or they used to be yeah look it's, it's an interesting one because I mean like a, a, a specific example recently and it's a, like a really a really good question like and we uh, we had we had some feedback from a service provider in Perth who basically had said after short back and sidewalks had been there they kind of said um Look, we felt that we feel that we have to give you this feedback because it's, you know, it's life-changing sort of feedback, you know, like in them, a client that we've known for about five years called Michael. Michael um, has, over the, over the five years that we've, we've known him, has uh, transitioned from female to male and, um, and now, now identifies um, as, as a male, you know. Okay. Um, so over that journey, like our team have, you know, we've known Michael and I guess Michael's extremely comfortable in, in, in our space and, and knows what the service that he's getting whatever else and so the, the service provider kind of got back to us and said look like Michael came back like after you'd been and kind of said that he felt that it was like a really really pivotal moment in his journey with regards to his um, gender transition and um, because your your staff had called him sir like they, they basically said Sir, what are you what, like? What, what are you What are you looking for today? You know, like, in, you know, like, a, according to Michael, like in his journey, it was the first time that anyone had ever identified him in a in a in a, in a male uh, okay. format. How he wanted to be, yeah, identified. Um, and um, and it like for me, like, and it once again goes back to the whole. It's more than just a haircut. Mm. You know, it's like, um, it, you know, you can't you can't really buy that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm. you know, and the impact that you're able to have on clients in that particular way. And, and the power that the, the volunteering team have, you know, is sometimes I don't think that people are really aware of, 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 of that, you know. And now I've, I've spoken to people who are professionals, like who have said like about that particular feedback, and they've kind of been like, "Your team has just absolutely nailed it." Like, you know what I mean? Like that's mm. that, that that's that's kind of almost like professional professional help that you're giving people. You know what I mean? Even even just by not even being aware of it, you know. Yeah, it's interesting because it's not about training it's mm. all about humanity really yeah right? yeah yeah have there been cases where you know clients have become ex-clients and you you've seen them move on yeah 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 like um like a, a few in particular actually one of the stories that you know we've we've always kind of been aware of a chap called ian who you know like he was a, a client of short back inside watch back like you know five years ago you know, with with the help of another um, not-for-profit in Perth, which are called uh, On My Feet, the, the the premise of of, of their charity is, is basically to get people out uh, and exercise, and so they'll they'll engage with like service providers, um, uh, and then you know like and conduct and, and you know go out and do running and and uh, exercising and whatever else. Which I think I guess we all know the power of exercise and you know feeling better and endorphins and and all that sort of thing. So. Um, yeah, so like Ian, Ian um, had accessed on my feet, and then um, as someone who was experiencing homelessness, um, had got had got into the situation where he, like they, they found out that he was like this fantastic like marathon runner, okay, and like um, you know entered like the city to surf and you know absolutely killed it, and then the next thing you know he was um, he he was asked to go over to Melbourne to do the Melbourne marathon, and then you know. And, and got involved in that, and then through 
through that particular experience had, had met someone and you know and managed to get employment and he was he was already at St. Bart's uh, with, with regards to his living um, situation and then it ended up being able to get some permanent accommodation and then and got and got a job and, and now delivers food to the people experiencing homelessness so like yeah. that that's one of the that, that's one of the stories that always sticks out and, and I guess like Michael's story as well you know like and having met Michael five years ago now um, has managed to get a job um, works in, in the city in a shop and you know and is you know from all from all accounts and from from all conversations I've had with with Michael is like brilliant you know what I mean so yeah mm-hmm. like um, it's 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 really amazing to to hear those stories and, and I always kind of say as well like like the short back and I watch is just it's a very small part of what is like a very complex um, situation you know what I, mean? I, I guess the other thing is that um, there's not only like one path to homelessness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess we all probably think that there's this trope that this is how it happens. But yeah, I guess you'd, you'd hear even more now that, that there are so many things could happen to lead someone to that that scenario. Exactly, and and, and it's it's interesting because like I mean, for me personally, one of the main reasons why I, like I wanted to do this was like I had a like a, a family member and um, die as uh, as a result of being an alcoholic he kind of uh, at times in his life um, would have lived uh, like he would have been like in a street present kind of existence and, and things like that and and I always remember like as a child that we always um, we were always introduced to the um, the good side of, of, of my of my uncle you know like and mm. we, we, we weren't we weren't allowed really to be around him when he was when he was in his bad his bad moments but I guess like and the, the thing was is, is that he had a he had an extremely loving and, and, and support network you know like my auntie and you know, his stepson and whatever else and, and I, I always kind of think that that's something that is kind of unfortunately a lot of people don't have access to is like a really strong support network but I mean that example there that that I, that I just gave is and is that he did have a really strong support network and, 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 and whatever else and and I guess for me, I just kind of look at it from the example of like anyone who we meet on, you know, in, in, on the journey. It's like they they could be someone's mother or father or brother or sister or whatever. You know, it's like just because they're in that situation doesn't mean that they're they don't have the capability to to be loved or to love or yeah. or, or whatever. But I think yeah, like un- unfortunately, like community and, 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 and things like that have to come into it and support. And I, I also think now compared to back in probably times times gone by like you know like the community aspect is kind of it's, it's kind of been diminished I think like you know like you know like I mean I know that people do help each other but I was at the back of this example of my grandmother and you know like her both of her um, both of her parents died pretty young and she literally was like put out on the street like the side of the street in a, in a basket and the women who lived up like up the stairs from her like kind of looked out the window and like seen this kid in a, in a basket and was like you know like, I've got to do something here like, and just picked it up and that was it like that was her mum you know what I mean yeah like I, I think like like a stronger community then is is, is is key in my opinion to supporting people and, and, and where they've got you know like and well as I say we've been pretty fortunate in Western Australia but as far as well the, the, the spread and there has not really been a local uh, spread or, yeah 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 um, and we're enjoying liberties that other people don't have now but between like March and May yeah. it was like pretty frightening yeah it yeah. wasn't it wasn't you know in, in, in some ways think what happens day to day becomes just what happens day to day but yeah. 
at the start, you know, where, um, there was like a, a two-person rule and, yeah. and all that new, uh, you know, so that, that affected people with um, very comfortable homes and, mm-hmm. and lifestyles. So yeah. um, that must have been so hard on people who, who are living on yeah. the street. Like, yeah, like I mean, like I, I was listening to your uh, like to one of your previous podcasts with uh, uh, Tim Rogers, and you know, and I think there's like a, a bit of, I think there's a lot, like a little bit of an unconscious naivety in relation to a lot of the messaging that's been put around um, uh, COVID. You know, like, and and maybe it's just been am- maybe it's amplified because of what of some of the work that I that I do and some of the people that we meet and whatever, but. You know, all that sort of like, just stay the fucking home, you know, like, like all that sort of stuff. It's mm. like, get Netflix, um, you know, mm. or get Uber, you know, just stay in. And it's like, well, like, that's fucking, that's fine, man. But like, what, what, what are you going to do if you don't have a, a house? Yeah, there's no Tiger King for you to watch is there. <laughs> there's not, man. Like, you know, and, and it's like, for me, like, it's weird when I hear people say that. I just, I, it's kind of like, I, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I can just feel like my, my like my heart starting to beat faster because I'm like, yeah right okay like I, I just find it really interesting that people and, and and don't get me wrong like mass media and whatever else is, is is also to blame for that because that's their messaging regardless of what media outlet anyone watches it's hard it's hard not to see some of the messaging you know like you know just stay in your house just whatever let's get you know stuff do it, start a board game or a puzzle or and it's just and you kind of go like right okay like but we should, we have to be thinking of, of, of the other people and yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an extremely complex thing you know like, yeah I, I just don't know how it would feel I don't know about you but like I just don't know how it would feel to be someone experiencing homelessness and then be told to stay home it actually kind of blows your mind doesn't it <laughs> and you're going like shit like I mean yeah, like uh, I've, just, I've always kind of sat there and went like, right, okay, like, but 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 then again though, I think these are like kind of these are as the the old saying is, is kind of went over the last year, or whatever. It's like unprecedented, so I think a lot of people just don't really know how to how to tackle it or yeah or, or what to say or or whatever. So so it would have affected the the service that you uh, would would have been able to provide when. Um, Things opened up a, a little bit, and then more, and I guess you, you sort of enabled the return of, of various clients. Yeah, yeah. Clients. Yeah. That's the. Is that the word? Cl- clients or customers? Customers. I, I use both. You both. Yeah. So you would have seen, uh, I guess, the return of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you? Get, were there any indications of, of how these people had felt? During that that time when there was something of a lockdown, I mean, I guess like short back and so like we now we now operate uh, not only in Perth, um, but also in Melbourne, New South Wales, and then like in rural uh, 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 Indigenous communities as well. So um, we go out to yeah, like we've been out to recently. We went out to Uluru, like um, we stayed at the Mutajulu community, which uh, they are the traditional um, Anangu. Uh, elders and um, owners of the rocks, sort of thing. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I guess like it's it's an interesting one because the, the the clients who we've seen coming back, I guess. I mean, it's weird like talking about it from a Perth perspective, you know, because it's so different to to the, the other kind of perspective. I mean, immediately once COVID had hit, like we we, we basically like down tools as you know. As you'd say, so it kind of it's, it's, it stopped. But um, 
to be honest, like I think the, the, the just because of solely because of what we do, like, and, and I think people who are aware of the fact that it's all coming from a from a place of just gen, genuine kind of care and whatever, like I I haven't noticed anything really that different sort of thing. Okay. Well, well, I guess these people um, have had to ride out so many dramas yeah. as it is, yeah. and day to day. Yeah. That maybe it's kind of just another fucking yeah oh it's the first time I've sworn on this thing um, another thing to deal with yeah 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 I suppose um, and ma- ma- maybe it's maybe it's something that we have to look at ourselves yeah you know instead of instead of potentially looking at others it's almost like maybe it's like our turn to kind of to, to kind of prioritise what is what is really important I mean it is just literally rolling with the punches isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah yeah you would have uh Met so many people and heard so many stories, and then uh, even what's come back to you through the the barbers um, mm. and their experiences and conversations that you probably I don't know you must have learned things that you would never have thought you would because you doing a, it's a beautiful gesture mm. and ongoing um, and when you start it it's where your headset is at but I guess you don't really know what you learn and get out of it until yeah. it comes back to you yeah exactly um, and, and even even for example like I mean like you know being I guess ha- having the the, pr- the privilege and the experiences to go into situations like like as, as I mentioned you know like being invited onto country to to places like um, Mutajulu like the the owners of, of, of Uluru sort of thing it's like there was kind of like a moment where it was just at the end of last at the end of last year and I was like I mean as, as someone who's uh, who's not from Australia you know um, um, originally from 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 Glasgow and um, you know standing out about 200 meters from Uluru eating kangaroo tail with Reggie Uluru who's like the traditional owner of of the rock and being served can- kangaroo tail by a guy from France who's in training to be uh, a shaman. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like for me, I'm just like you know, like you know, like you know, like sh- um, things have things have gone into a really interesting space when you're when you're standing in that kind of situation, you know. Um, and obviously, it's a huge privilege, but uh, but it just it for me is it, it just kind of shows like how far the act of just doing something very simply nice to another person can go, you know, mm. you know, and, and and at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter whether whether we're at, we're at Uluru or we're at up in um, northeast Arnhem Land. We've, we've went up to the Yongu um, country and, and provided haircuts for 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 those up there at, at the Gama Festival, and um, or, or or anywhere else. It's you know, I think. There's a lot. There's a lot to say in just doing uh, doing a nice thing for another person, you know. And 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 I think like regardless of where you're at in life or what situation you're in, if you know in your heart, in your head, that someone's doing something nice for you, like it, you know, words can't describe what that what that means. You know, like it's mm. you get you can just tell, like you know what I mean. Like and and I think that's what the the good thing is about short back and sidewalks is a lot of the. A lot of the clients now kind of know who we are. Like we've built up five years of trust, so they know that we're not 
but we know that we're, they know that we're not just there for for a one-off. You know, like they they know that we're going to be there, and mm. and then that's something. You still DJ much? Nah, <laughs> nah, I, d- I don't actually. Like then the the charity pretty much um, is, uh, takes up most of most of my time, sort of thing. Mm. Um, and the, and also my my work, which um, which is uh, in civil engineering. So um, yeah, I don't I don't have enough uh, have as much time for the music anymore. I, I kind of think music has for me, like anyway, like DJing especially, like because I mean, no offense to any DJs or whatever, but like I. I think it should have like a shelf life, you know, like, you know, like five years, like, like even on radio or, you know, whatever. Just let someone else have a go, you know, like, yeah, you know, like I mean, it's it's fun, like don't get me wrong, but it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's um, something that, uh, yeah, like I mean, everyone should experience. It shouldn't just be some tired ass old DJ kind of just doing what they're doing for whatever you know like it's like it should it should be fun you know like and, and for me like it, it kind of stopped get it stopped being fun like so okay. and, and yeah. I think I think that's when I was just like right I want to go I want to go and do something else you know yeah well it's quite the departure isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well yeah 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 well that's the thing like I mean I, I, I was I always wanted to, to get into like social work or psychology or something like that Unfortunately, my my career path kind of, in a way, kind of dictated where I was going to go, and and I guess like you know your family your family history, and I, I don't know about you, but like I mean coming from I guess working class Glasgow, it was very much like, I mean my dad was a Sparky, um you know my mum was uh she was. Uh, office administration typist receptionist and, and I remember like very early on was like your your my dad going like almost like shaking you and going like I don't know I don't care what you do like but just make sure it's fucking better than, than what I do sort of thing you know mm-hmm. um, you know don't end up being 40 years of age and having to climb through holes or through ceilings or, or whatever you know make sure you're in an office and it's air conditioned and all this sort of stuff but I, I don't know what that. I, I I think that might just speak to your your upbringing, your personal circumstances, rather than anything else. I mean, growing up in in Perth and, and WA might might be a totally different. It's you know a totally different story. But growing up in in in, in, in Glasgow, it's very much like do whatever you can to to, to be better or whatever lies above. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, the story about your your grandmother. Yeah, in the, in the, the basket. Yes, yeah. I mean, um, obviously that's quite a while ago, but like what, possibly eight over a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, in Perth times would have been tough and different, but I don't think that was happening here then. No, no, no. Um, I'm sure there's exceptions and things. That, yeah, but yeah. It, obviously Glasgow is pretty fairly tough, right? <laughs> Yeah, like it's. I think any anywhere it's like a shipbuilding city or whatever. It's like yeah. you know, it's like uh, hard workers, hard drinkers. Yeah. Um, everything. And the shipbuilding, the ship gets built and the ship leaves. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone stays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how do you? It's really hard to say at the moment. Here's how. This is what we're doing next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But how, how do you see 
you know, the, the, the future of short back and sidewalks? Oh, look, um, I think now that we've now that we've done a lot of the sort of hard groundwork, I think we can start kind of focusing on, uh, you know, like the, the, the bigger picture items, and, and you know, and, and and for that is it's going to be you know um, either you know off, offering offering skills such as um, uh, such as uh, bar, uh, barbering and hairdressing skills to to uh, whether it not be you know some of our clients um, and members of rural communities um, uh, the, the the other the other focus is going to be on like start starting up like a chain of um, I guess not-for-profit barbershops like so like um, mm. and 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 also not not only giving back to the community in a way that um, that arrives in the form of ass- assisting people experiencing homelessness but but also like um, like providing skills to people who are trying to are training to be barbers and hairdressers. So it's like it, it can, it, it's, it's a bit of a it can be like a bit of a two-way sort of thing. You know what I mean? So um, I ideally would be looking towards um, you know um, ass- assisting people who are training in, in that in that space. Um, I think like like offering uh, offering our volunteers. So like we've went from like two volunteers five years ago to we've got about 150 volunteers across Australia now. You know. Like, wow. Um, but but you know like offering being able to provide them like trauma informed training like is something that we would really really like to do. Okay. Um, so. You know, like so, if there was a situation where they had to act in some particular way, then they're going to be like more highly skilled in, in that space. You know, um, and 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 you know, like, and I think delivering our products to to our clients in, in that way is um, is you know, it's going to really improve the the overall experience. You know, yeah. I mean, like, so we're we're currently having a, um, a like a study done by Curtin University in in WA. Like they've um, it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of a long story, but like I, I ended up meeting uh, like the, one of the directors of research at, at Curtin, and they basically had looked at it from the perspective of like although you're you're helping um, like a person in need, you're actually also improving like the mental health and well-being of your volunteer team. Mm-hmm. So they're actually putting together a study, which is basically going to be uh, like a you know a process which is therefore going to eventually put together like a like a, a very very I guess concise uh, structure of of how, of how the volunteering team works and how like onboarding and their mental health and what they're what they're aware of, of what they're doing and and um, so it's actually you know by improving by improving the operations from that side then it's then it's going to really improve the operations from 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 the other. Okay. So yeah. that's 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 really exciting, and and I guess like it's always one of those moments where you sit there and you go like, from something that started off with you and a couple of mates just going out into a car park and winging it, you're now at the stage where you're engaging with people like university researchers and and whatever else. So you, it's a lot of those moments where you sit there and go like, no no no, look at look it's there's something going here, you know like this, yeah. you know that there's the ability to change is is there, you know? Yeah, that's the. Um, in other words, the continuing adventures of a wonderful endeavour. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, I would like to say, Craig Hollywood, thank you for hibernating with me here on South Terrace Fremantle on Hibernation.
Bob, it's a it's an absolute pleasure. And like I, I just have to say, like to you, like thanks very much for um, I, give, I guess giving us the opportunity to um, to share the message as well. Mm, it's my pleasure. Thanks for joining me on Hibernation. Until the next time, look after each other. We're worth it. Bye.